Welcome back to Here's the Deal. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today I am talking once again with my good friend, Ali Dameron, and we are talking about the real reason you are not reaching your weight loss goals. So Ali and I work with a lot of similar clients, and if we aren't working with the same people, they're the same type of people, and chances are it's someone just like you. And oftentimes, we are able to approach the situation with the bird's eye view because of you know our background, our perspective, and our own personal experience. So in this episode, we're getting real with you in hopes that you can also get real with yourself and ask yourself a couple of questions. Am I doing the things that Kylie and Allie are talking about? Am I not doing the things that Kylie and Allie are talking about? Because I think oftentimes we feel like we are broke and we're never going to be able to reach our goals. But in fact, if you can focus on a few key things consistently over a long period of time, you will finally start to see success. So reach out to both of us on Instagram or on Allie's website, AllieDameron.com, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the show, you guys. Allie Dameron is back with us today. I hope you guys all know Allie. She is an expert in women's health, specifically dealing with hormones. And would you say also still acupuncture now? So I actually don't do acupuncture now. Since March 2020, I have not been in my office. Um, I still practice Chinese medicine, meaning some of the other modalities like herbal formulas and some of the lifestyle stuff, nutrition stuff. Um, so there is other stuff, but I actually have not done acupuncture in about 18 months. Oh my gosh. So crazy. But that's, I think that's great because I know so many women need your help, not with acupuncture per se, but with all the other modalities that you work on. Yeah. What we're talking about today, everyone, it's so interesting. Allie and I are in two different lanes, but our lanes often merge together. Um, and I love referring clients to Allie, but Oftentimes, the reason you're not seeing results, whether it's on your weight loss journey or your journey to heal your hormones, it's nothing um, like groundbreaking. There's nothing special about you. You're not broken. There's a few things that you're either doing or not doing. And today we want to talk about these things. And I think ultimately this is going to be a podcast around ownership Mm -hmm. and, and getting real with ourselves. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that that's so important to do. I've had to have reckonings with myself plenty of times in lots of different areas regarding both health and fitness and different symptoms I was having. And I was, you know, I think we all get caught in the trap of like kind of wanting to take the easy way out, even if we don't necessarily feel like that's the easy way out when we're doing it. But, you know, for me, for example, I've wanted to out supplement some things. Like when I was dealing with adrenal fatigue, I was like, okay, what supplement regimen can I get on? And I was like, kind of like, kind of knew that maybe I needed to look at some other avenues of things, but maybe I just didn't even know how to, I think that that's the other part of it is that maybe we just don't know exactly what to do. Um, so yeah, I think getting honest about like, okay, we know deep down generally, like kind of what we're doing and what's holding us back. And I think a lot of us have limiting beliefs around them that we can't change. I know that's also been 
something that I've struggled with um, in my own life. But yeah, I think this would be a great conversation. Absolutely. I mean, let's start off number one with, I made a reel the other day and it was a me taking little bites of all kinds of random things, right? Peanut butter, handful of cereal, handful of goldfish. Mm -hmm. Like we all do this. Like every person can relate to that. And it's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're trying to lose weight and you're grabbing here and there all day long, you're easily eating 300 calories more. Oh, for sure. It literally kept 10 pounds on me for years doing that specifically, like eating my kids food. And I think a few things like number one, I let myself get too hungry. Uh, Yeah. And so I was starving and then couldn't hang anymore. And I'd feed my kids their snack. And if you're hangry and starving, you're going to grab what's there. Mm -hmm. And the thing is about it is none of those foods, like you said, are off limits. They're fine. Right. But you have to be accountable to those food and honest that you're actually eating them. And I think for myself, like, you know, I went through phases where I tracked and where I didn't track and tried to eat really healthy and clean and whatever. And all of that was fine, but I wasn't necessarily tracking or accounting for 10 goldfish. Right. And my kids crust and things like that. And I was like, I would keep literally eating healthier and healthier foods, like more and more vegetables, more and more protein, cleaner foods, like all the things. And I got to this place where I was eating the healthiest I'd ever eaten in my life and super like clean, but I was literally over consuming food. So you can over consume food that is good for you. Totally. I was just literally over consuming food. Well, I think that's an interesting point. Like you noticed that you let yourself get too hungry. I can tell from my own experience, the only time this is really a problem for me is if I am in a deficit. And that's where I think like the mindset that we have, even if you're not aware of it, like my body knows it's got a scarcity mindset, even though I know I can eat whatever, whenever, once I go into a deficit, there's this feeling of, I can't have whatever I want. I'm trying to meet these targets. So it's like, I I sabotage myself. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing. And I think by definition, I mean, I have this conversation with clients a lot. A deficit literally is eating less food than your body wants. (laughs) That is the definition of it. And so this idea of like, you're going to feel a little hungry. Like we need to watch the level of it. We don't want you to feel ravenous and out of control and those types of things, but you are going to feel slight hunger when you're in a deficit because that is the point. Absolutely. So, you know, we eat like high fiber, high protein, like, you know, satisfying, satiating foods. Like there's things that we high volume foods, like there's things we can do to help, but we do have to be in the right mindset that that is just going to be a thing. And so for people with like more emotional eating, you know, issues and scarcity mindset and stuff. Like, I always think that we need to heal those things first, because Mm -hmm. like you said, that's really going to come out if you're in a deficit. And, you know, I cannot say this enough. This is another reason why you're in that deficit for a set period of time and you're not living in that deficit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what else, Allie? So that was one thing that just stuck out in my mind because I know it's like a universal truth. What else do you see people doing to sabotage their success or they think that their macros are broken or their hormones are a mess, but you're like, actually, Mm -hmm. if you just did this, Mm -hmm. I think it's consistency. Mm. I think that's a huge one. And I think I always say this, like dieting, healing your hormones, 
really anything, like even like running a business, like it's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. It actually is really boring. And it's just like kind of sitting in the saddle for a long time, just making these small, small decisions one after the next. It's nothing like really sexy and like really groundbreaking. I think that it's just boring. It's like, like for myself, it was just like, okay, I can have pancakes in the morning and with the kids, or I could make myself a veggie scramble. Mm-hmm. Like what decision are you making for this? And yes. sometimes, you know, you can do moderation and sometimes have the pancakes. Most of the time have the veggie scramble or whatever. And then, you know, are you going to eat the kids food as you bust it to the sink? Or are you going to open the fridge and have berries with a scoop of nut butter? Or, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah it's just one small decision after the next. And I think so many people like get into this diet, like they clean out their fridge and it's like this huge thing. They get into this diet and it's like, everything has to be perfect. And they look at how long it's going to take and they feel really deprived and get into that scarcity mindset. And then they just like, can't do it for the long term because they're looking so far in the future. So mm-hmm. I always encourage my people with hormones and weight loss and ev- honestly, everything to just one small decision. Like, let's not even look forward tomorrow yet. Yes. Let's just, and I know that that's sort of a nuanced conversation with the planning piece of things because failing to plan is planning to fail. Right. Also, you know, just keeping yourself really present, really mindful about what you're doing. You know, that's interesting. You bring that up. Um, an acquaintance that I have, she has a, a gym here locally and she does some nutrition coaching and she made a Facebook post the other day asking what's the hardest part about weight loss. And I was reading people's responses. I was like, oh, this will be some good content for me, right? Yeah. And I was so disappointed in people. They were, (laughs) that sounds horrible, right? What they don't like about fat loss or weight loss is how long it takes. Mm -hmm. That was a big thing. I'm like, well, yeah, what are you going to do? Keep doing the same thing and never, ever reach your goal or put the time in. What is the alternative? Like I have that conversation a lot too, because people always want to have the shiny new object and stuff. And I'm like, I get that, but like you're, you did program A, B, C, D, E, and you're still back in square one. Like, is this what you want to keep doing? And you're frustrated. And I don't think that that for the mindset in psychology is benign, like failing on program after program a it screws up your metabolism like physically but also mentally i see so many people that literally have this mindset of like i can't do this i can't succeed i can't follow through and like that's really very cumbersome to doing this that's yes how damaging is that because i'll hear that a lot too whenever anyone is like on the fence Mm -hmm. that's it's not the cost it's not whatever else it's i am afraid to fail again so, so if you're not signing up for my program, cause you're afraid to fail, what else are you not doing? Because you're afraid to fail. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That is like dictating who you are as a person and how you're showing up in this world. Yeah. You get on the cycle of like, you know, trying the diet, it being really restrictive, really hard, unsustainable, unrealistic. And then you feel like you're failing, you're beating yourself up because there's people who run the program or whatever that are posting progress pictures and before and after results. And you're like, I can't do this. And that, I think that's like such a problem for so many women and just instills those limiting beliefs in us that we already kind of have. I know myself, like when I was going through um, a weight loss journey about a year ago, like with the kids food, like that was a big thing for me, literally. And it sounds so dumb now, but I just, 
kept telling myself, like, I can't stop doing this until one day I was like, you know, I did a Dutch test. Actually, this is embarrassing to say, but I literally did a Dutch test because I was like, my hormones must just be off. Yeah. And it maybe minimally, but I was like, you know what, you know what the problem is. I had to like, look at myself in the mirror and be like, you know, exactly what the problem is. It's not any program that you need to find and any best strategy and anything like that. It is literally that you're eating the kid's food. And that you're like grabbing, you know, having a drink of a milkshake or grabbing a bite of the granola bar or the kid's crust or whatever. And I just knew that was the issue, but I just refused to change until one day, I think I just got so sick of it and wanted to change so much. I was like, you just have to stop. You just, and that's when I was like, okay, one small decision. Like, I'm just not going to eat this right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say I'm never doing this again. It's just today, right now, I'm not going to do this. That's really powerful. I'm glad that you shared that because- you and I coach these things. We help people with this, but we still share the same experience as you. So we get it. And I think it's great to say like, you know, there was nothing with my hormones. Dang it. Nothing. We're all fine. It was my own doing. And it was just something that I kind of like was like, well, how can five goldfish crackers, like some crust, like that's barely any calories. It's fine. And no, it wasn't fine. It literally kept 10 pounds on me, which again, nuanced conversation, if that's satisfying, whatever. But the thing is, it's not satisfying. Yeah. It's It's not not satisfying at all. No. Because you're doing it standing up while washing dishes. Yeah. Yes. And if I think that's another thing. So let's talk about lifestyle factors for a sec too. I know you and I both tell people to slow down when you eat, be present when you eat. And I think people write it off as fluff. I'm too busy to do that. I can't, but you'll actually be more satiated if you do that and you won't grab for whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I think that how we eat's important to be mindful around it. I always say like, if you're going to grab a snack, eat whatever you want to, but put it on a plate, go sit down, get away from the pantry and like actually have that register in your brain that this is my snack. Yes. Instead of just like grabbing. Cause that never registers that that's any food. Right. No, it's like taking another breath. It's not filling you up at all. What other lifestyle factors are you saying that if people just did this, they would make progress? So I think that I mean, there's a few. So I think taking steps mm-hmm. and I get it, like you do your work. And I know you've talked about this a lot that like your workout actually doesn't burn that many calories. And people put a ton of emphasis in this like formal workout where they're doing this 30 or 40 minutes and like checking the box, which is important. And I get that. But like you said, um, you know, we still have 23 other days in, or hours in the day mm-hmm. to where we need to be moving some. And I think, you know, just being mindful about that too, and parking further away, walking where you can, getting up, you know, you and I both work from home, like get mm-hmm. up, pace around the house for a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's again, it's like such stupid stuff, but it really does help. Um, it helps with your energy level. A lot of people get that afternoon energy crash mm-hmm. because they're sitting at the computer and they don't really have a need for a cortisol surge at that point because they're just sitting around. So I'm like, get up, walk to the mailbox and just be outside for a little bit. And so taking steps does more than just um, weight loss. It helps that too, obviously, but it helps your digestive system and your mood and your energy level and your sleep. It helps all kinds of different things. So I think that's a big thing that people can change. And then you know, I think sleep, I think it has to do with priorities. Yeah, you're absolutely right. 
encouragement and like getting a grip on your life. I hate to say it that way and being so blunt, but I really do think that, you know, as a mom, especially through this pandemic, if you let life take you over, it's just going to, you're going to. Absolutely. Yes. You either create your life or it's going to be created for you. You're going to be always responding. No, you're going to always be reacting. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, three more months has gone by. You've put on five more pounds Mm -hmm. and you feel tired. You're feeling anxious. You're feeling, you know, you're not sleeping well. I do believe that. And I think that I've also gotten stuck in that trap too. When my kids were little of just sort of like letting it happen and like trying to you know, basically tread water as much as I could until I finally was like, okay, something has to change. My kids obviously got a little bit older and a little bit more self-sufficient too, but you have to just make plans for these things. Like you have to say, mom needs to go for a walk. Mom needs to take this 30 minutes to herself. We are going to bed at this time. Whatever doesn't get done in this hour is not happening. Like, I think that's huge because whenever um, I'm telling people, okay, you know, we let's pray. We need to prioritize sleep. I'd really love for you to prioritize sleep. I know you hear this too. I'd love to. It's just like the hour after the kids go to bed is the only time that I have to myself. And so it's like, I'd rather stay up, but it's like doing more damage. Like you think it's good, but it's not doing, it's not serving you the way you think it is. Totally. When I think too, like I, I was sort of in that for a little while too. And it, it does feel good to do that sometimes. I understand that. But I also think like my kids are eight and five. And so right before bedtime, like they're doing their own kind of like bedtime routine where it's kind of like relaxing or whatever. So take that time, like get the lunches packed earlier, get the house tidied up or whatever you're doing earlier in the day, if you can. And then take that time when your kids are winding down to wind down yourself so that when they go to bed, you can go to bed too. Yes. Or, you know, my favorite thing, don't tidy up. Like I know it's not helpful for a lot of people. But I'm like, seriously, you have got to let this stuff go. I know it, it. I mean, it is just certain things like, exactly. I used to be a total perfectionist about leaving dishes in the sink until I just trained myself to, and it sounds so dumb. I know that, but because everyone's like, well, you should do that. But I had to train myself to be comfortable with the fact that dishes were in the sink. I totally get it. It's no different than people having to train themselves to take rest days. It's that anxiety. I'm familiar with the feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's like, once you get past it, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Right. Right. I hate it. Totally. And you just have to, yeah. Like everybody has like certain areas that they need to improve upon. And mine, I was sort of neurotic about my house. I don't cook. So that was not my thing. I don't care. Oh yeah, that's right. I love that about you. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't ever, I beat myself up for so long about like this Sunday meal prep. Like you just need to like buy the cookbooks and like cook on Sunday, get everything all ready, plan it all out. Eventually I was like, it's just not me. It's not happening. I'm never doing that. So how can we make this work elsewise? Look at us just define gender norms. (laughs) (laughs) There's my mom always like, I think judge might be a harsh word, but like always kind of wondered why I didn't like to cook and was kind of like, you really should cook. You know, my sister likes to cook. She likes to cook. She grew up in a house where her mom made every single thing from scratch and I just cannot hang for that. Um, And so now there's so many of us on Instagram and people that are 
like great wives, great people, productive, normal women that just don't cook. And she's like, yeah, most people don't cook your age. I was like, you're right, they don't. <laughs> I love it. You're but, too busy running a successful business. You don't need to be cooking. I just have never, I don't know. I'm just like not, I'm the opposite of a foodie. I just, yeah. Oh, I know. I'm not a foodie either. It makes life easier though, I think. Like you don't care. No, I don't care. <laughs> nope. So before we hopped um, on, like before we hit record, you were saying too, like people not trusting the process. Yeah. But again, this is a nuanced thing. A really nuanced conversation. So tell me what, tell me your thoughts around that. So I think that there's a lot of messaging right now about like trust the process. And I think as I was telling you earlier, I think that as women, we have so much intuition. And unfortunately, I think that so much of that's been squashed because I think that a lot of us have been gaslit in so many areas of our life to not trust ourselves, like not trust our hunger, not trust our intuition as even as mothers, like as women, like like there's just so many areas of it to where we've been told that like that intuition isn't right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's always right actually. But, um, so with that said, I think that we've become less and like less in tune with ourselves to some extent. Like we're unable, I see this with a lot of people, like we're unable to figure out if we need carbs or fat or protein. Like we're unable to decipher how that blood sugar feeling feels or like what we actually like in our taste preferences Mm -hmm. or how many calories actually feels good for us or if we're hungry or not. Um, all of those cues I think are very skewed for a lot of people, but I think that also when you start working with a doctor or a practitioner or a new weight loss program or start a new anything strategy, I think that within a few days, most of us know if this is going to take us in the right direction or the wrong direction. And if you have this like glaringly obvious reaction that like it's going to take you in the wrong direction like I'll give you one example is fasting like Mm. for myself this happened to me too um I started fasting if maybe like four four years ago probably and I was in fight or flight all the time I was jittery and anxious and I just like white knuckling it and I just kept defying everything I was feeling and I was like nope this is what you got to do you got to keep going with it and my body was screaming at me to stop it was creating more of that hunger that I was talking about. And so it was like taking me in the way wrong direction, but I just kept ignoring it. And so I think that so many of us actually do sort of have an idea if it's going to work or not, or we have a good idea, like, is a practitioner going to be able to help us or not? Do we have a good relationship, open, trustworthy, all that stuff or not? Um, And if so, if you do, then go for it. But I also think that sometimes we're sort of like, gaslit into thinking that like we do have these obvious signs that we don't think this is going to work we don't feel good in this way like legitimately even though it might be hard we just don't feel good in it Mm -hmm. and we're like trust the process just keep going and you know your body's like screaming to not trust the process so I think that it's it's a hard like kind of confusing thing but kind of going back to the consistency thing if you do feel like it's going to work and that it's good actually trust the process. Like we were talking about the scale weight, your scale weight's going to fluctuate up and down four or five pounds consistently, no matter what weight you ever get to. Yes. And so that is more like trusting the process. Like if you've seen some 
um, some losses or some non-scale victories, those types of things, and you feel like you're going in the right direction, if your scale's up four pounds one day, like that's what I mean, like trust the process. And, you know, I think too, I do, have you read any of Gretchen Rubin? Are you familiar with the four tendencies? Yeah. So I, I, I understand that people are all different and there are people out there who are questioners and they want to know the why and the how, and it's not helpful to someone who's a questioner to just say, trust the process. Right. And I honor that. So as a consumer, as a client, a patient or whatever, when you are looking for someone to work with, like be looking for someone who can answer your questions and not just brush it off. Like, Oh, just trust the process. Because yes, I will tell you to trust the process, but I'll tell you why you should trust the process. Right. And like why what you're experiencing, if maybe it's like a little bit of like a, a air quote setback, like it's not really, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And like what you can expect going forward. I think that that is important too. Um, and just actually like trusting the person that you're working with too. Mm-hmm to like guide you in the right direction. And I think if that's not the case and you're just like, Hey, trust the process, even if you feel like garbage and your weight's going up or not moving or whatever, just trust this. Um, and you know, you just know, we know if it's not going to work and it's not right. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, also, I think a lot of people are just being told like, you're being negative, <laughs> you're being yeah. which is like that toxic positivity. I just did another podcast episode on this too. And it's like, no, you're just like questioning and wondering that's not negativity. That's just needing to know what you're doing with yourself. Well, right. Especially right now. Now is so not the time for this toxic positivity when everyone is struggling. Like, <laughs> like you're not going to feel good every day. There's just times right now where like I'll be standing in the kitchen and life in general, like hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh-huh. Like, even just today, I just told my husband, I was like, man, life just feels like kind of a drag right now. Like, yeah, it's a lot going on. Um, and I, I know one know. of my friends, she just posted on Instagram last night, something about like, it's not our job to take on everything in the world that's going on right now. And yeah. I know that's really hard, but that I feel that for so many people, because I work with so many women who do take so much on, like, that's why they're so amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, while they're busy taking care of other people and are worried about changing the world, which is so amazing, they're leaving themselves in the dust. Totally. Yeah. I know with empaths. I'm an empath too. Oh, God bless the empaths. <laughs> I know. I know it is hard. So I think that that's like a big one too, is like just trusting the process. If it's going right, like just hang in there for it. Um, none of this stuff is going to change overnight and it shouldn't, if it is, and people are telling you that you're going to lose 10 pounds in 10 days, or I saw this other one, this ad the other day for myself or for my world that was like reset your hormones in seven days. And I was like, I don't know what that is or what that means, but that's physiologically impossible for most hormones. Not all, some of them can change quickly, but I don't know. I just thought it was like poor marketing and I mean, it's probably great marketing for her, Yeah, but you know, for the mindset of women and like honesty and accuracy, it's probably not great. Yeah. Just so you know, you guys, I work with Allie for a year. So I mean, (laughs) I didn't say anything major wrong. I just, it took a year to like 
Yeah. Get everything Most firing. Students like to do that. They just like to check in and make sure everything's like going smoothly. Mm-hmm. There's no bumps in the road, those types of things. And we can do it in much faster than a year for the most yeah. part. But um, yeah, I just think that those marketing, that marketing is just toxic. Well, and that's the other thing too. Like we get into these places of desperation and then we are like, oh my God, seven days. That sounds amazing. I need that. Oh my God. I do need to lose 10 pounds in two weeks. Yes. I need to do that. And then it just ends up leaving you in a worse off spot than when you started. Right. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. we all should know this by now. Like when has this stuff ever worked? It's like never worked. I started dieting when I was 18. Right. Was half a life ago. Yeah. It's half a life ago. Yeah. Half a life ago. And I watched my mother do it for 10 years before that. So I've yeah. seen this. You've seen it. It doesn't change quickly. Yeah. I, um, I can't, I don't, I'm, I'm afraid to say the program because it's a big one, like the biggest one because of a recent client I had who started the biggest program ever out there when she was like 12. I got a lot of her people and to see their information on my intake form, like these people are in their sixties now and they weigh over 200 pounds, which nothing wrong with that, but that is now it's not healthy for them. Basically, I mean, some of them are five, three. And they have been on diet since they were 10 years old. It's not working. Yeah. And I think that's another huge problem actually is that people, um, every program works for the short term. Yeah. Every single one out there, whether you're doing a juice cleanse, Weight Watchers, like Nutrisystem, Beachbody, whatever, every program, if you do it, will work for the short term. But I think where we're getting it wrong is actually you know, looking at these people, um, months to years later, like that's also the sign that something worked. And if you're feeling like you are going back and forth and like, if you're really perfect and doing it, it's working, but then you have no sense of what happens next, no in game, no in strategy, you're going back, you're feeling deprived and then binging, like that's also a sign of these programs not working. And I think so many women, again, like beat themselves up because they can't hang for the program. And then they are like, oh, I just need to get back to there. I just need to get back to there. I just need to do this again. And they just can't make themselves do it again. And that's also, in my opinion, like a sign that this didn't work. And I also think, you know, I've seen so many people from various programs that have been before and after photos Mm -hmm. post them and, or other people will post them for them. And I know them a year down the road, two years down the road, they look nothing like that after picture. And most of the time it's not even the before picture either. I'm like, that doesn't work. That's bad marketing, really bad marketing. Yeah. That's not, that's not fair. That's not fair at all. Well, and so, you know, you briefly touched on limiting beliefs, but this is a huge thing that's holding people back. And I think they don't understand how much they are holding themselves back with their limiting yeah. beliefs. Yeah. And that's what those programs are doing to you. Oh, 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 so I've been like beating up on my Joe Dispenza because I noticed myself falling back into some old patterns. And I was like, oh, I got a Joe Dispenza this right now. <laughs> and, you know, he's talking about when you're trying to go back to that spot, when you're trying to get to that place you were 10 years ago, when you were on Weight Watchers or Nutrisystem or Jenny Craig, you're missing the boat on who you could be becoming. Like, stop going, trying to go backwards, start trying to go forwards. 
And that that. just really resonates with me because I see people say that too. If I could just get back to before I had the second baby, if I could just get back to, you can't go back there. Let's make something better. That's a deeper thing too. Like what would that actually do for you? Because I think, I can't remember where I read this, but I've read this from multiple people that we like the whole confidence thing. And I, I get it. I understand that how that relates to body image. And I actually, for women hate that it does. Yeah. It's really sad that it does, but I get it how it does because obviously you and I aren't immune to this shit either. Yeah. But also somebody that I read at some point was like, make the decision today to be confident. Like that is literally just a decision. Yeah, that's true. Idiots out there are doing it all day long. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I was like, wow, that's really crazy. Like you don't have to do something to be confident. You actually just are, you actually just make that decision. And it's like, I mean, I think we've all gotten into the mindset too, where, you know, we just want to weigh one, this one thing. And then the goalpost keeps moving or in our business, we just want to get to this one point, And then that isn't good enough. And it never is good enough. Mm-hmm. And so I think at some point we do actually have to, even if we're trying to get better in our business or grow our business or be smaller or be more muscular or whatever, like those things should not be correlated to who we are as people. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. It's like, it's a silly movie. It's the movie with Amy Schumer when she falls off her spin bike, and bonks her head, and she thinks that she looks a different way now. So she starts acting a different way, but she starts getting everything that she wanted. She doesn't actually look different. Right. She starts acting different. And I'm like, this, like that movie was so profound to me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember I the name know. of it? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. I'll think of it, but I'm like, yeah, it's just a decision. And just like you said, you decided I'm not doing this anymore. That's what I've done too. I just decided that's all you have to do is decide and make one decision at a time. Just like Allie said. Yeah, you just, you do. You just have to decide that like going to the restaurant, going to the barbecue, being around alcoholic drinks, like you're just not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. You're not going to let that derail you. And it is, it's just a decision. I wish that I could magically make that switch flip for people because I felt it both ways to where I just like couldn't get there and just like kept self-sabotaging myself. And then I've also gotten to places where I'm just like unstoppable. And I'm like this, I'm not going to be tempted in this way. Um, in, in various areas of my life, mm-hmm. but it is just a decision to get there. Well, and I think what you said also needs to be addressed. It's going to be easy sometimes and your mind is going to be totally made up and then you're, you're going to fail and that's okay. But like the quicker you get back into it, the better it is. And that's how, you know, you're changing. It's just like meditating, like your mind wanders off. And so then you bring it back, your mind wanders off. And so you bring it back doesn't mean you can't meditate. That's meditating. So this is how you do it. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. I think with meditation, I think that so many people think that with meditation, like you're supposed to feel this like Zen while you're doing it and Zen afterwards. And I actually think the very best part of meditation of practicing it consistently is learning to do that is learning to kind of fall off and come back and fall off and come back. It teaches you in the, when you're being more conscious and like in daily life, you know, when your thoughts wander off to bring them back or when you fall off the wagon, you know, eating or drinking or whatever, then you can come back or you lose your temper. Or you can bring yourself back. Like that's what meditation does. Absolutely. And, you know, we probably say this in every podcast we do together. And I know in the bulk of your 
coaching and, and helping people, like the consistency is the most important part. Well, that's what consistency is. Consistency is continuously moving forward. And so you fall off, you get back up, you fall off, you get back up. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know. Why do you think it's so hard? Like what, what part of consistency is so hard for people? Because it's the instant gratification culture we live in. I think that's a lot of it, honestly. Um, yeah. I'm a, I'm an extremely consistent person. I don't do everything all the time. And so I'm trying to think, okay, what makes me different than other people? What is it? I do think people don't understand the benefits. They have never felt what consistent, like what that consistency will bring to them. And so it's hard to, you have to trust yourself that the future is going to be better than what's right now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the definition of um, discipline, sacrificing what you want right now for what you want most. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a huge one. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, you might want queso at dinner, but I thought you joined my program because you wanted to feel better in your skin. So why did you get queso? You can just get fajitas. You can still go out to dinner with your friends. I mean, yeah, I know. I know it's tough. I don't know. And I think, I mean, this journey for me has been 15 years. Like I started Atkins when I was 18 and that screwed me up for years mm-hmm. of like the binge cycle saying like, just don't eat carbs, don't eat carbs, don't eat carbs, and then eating them and the whole thing. And I think, you know, over time I've been able to really work on mindful eating and it's been, it's been intentional. Yeah. Like it's been like, okay, you can have three dots and then not need to eat the whole package of them and feeling like that's good where Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that at one point. Like there's no way I could have ever done that at one point. I would have been the whole thing. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that is, it feels so good. Yeah. And it's a snowball effect because you realize I can do this. I can have three dots. I can have just one tablespoon of peanut butter instead of two. Mm-hmm. Like but I, I my husband the other day, like going out to dinner, I only go out, like I said, I'm not a foodie. So for those of you who are foodies, I, I think it might be different, but I know um, I like to go out to dinner a lot. Like I love going to restaurants, one of my very favorite pastimes, but <laughs> I actually just love like the atmosphere of doing it. Like, I don't need to like scour the menu and be like, what looks good? And like, you know, going through every dish, I just am like, okay, what's like the healthiest thing on this thing? Yeah. You know, I think that's actually a really valid tip for people. When you go out to dinner, what's the healthiest thing I can get here? Yeah. Not to say you can't get cheesecake every now and then, but yeah. And I'm just like, I feel satisfied with that. There was a point that I probably wouldn't have, mm-hmm. would have probably felt deprived and like I missed out. But now, like, I just, that's what I do. I feel so happy just sitting there, like the atmosphere, enjoying conversation, you know, maybe having a glass of wine. Um, and I just, that, that feels great to me. Yeah, I agree with you so much. It's the experience. And also, what do I enjoy more? Do I enjoy more getting French fries or do I enjoy, do I enjoy more how I feel the yeah. next day when I don't eat all of the French fries? And I'm not telling you I don't eat French fries off my son's plate when I go out to dinner, but it's just, who do you want to be? How do you really want to feel? Do you really want those fries? 
Yeah. I'm not trying I, to demonize I, French fries, but totally no, I, but I think that that is, and I think that's the thing in life in general, like living your life and being really intentional. That kind of goes back to our conversation about like letting life take over for you. Are you being in the driver's seat? And I think mostly everything I do in the day, I ask myself like, okay, if I make this decision, like how will I feel after? Will I feel good and proud of myself or will I feel sluggish or shame or yeah, whatever? And I try, there's times that I, of course, like have a glass of wine or two, or I skip a workout or whatever, like and, and honestly, those things also play into it. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it is worth it to have two glasses of wine. Yes. And sometimes it's not. Yes. And sometimes it's worth it to skip the workout because like today I skipped my workout. I was exhausted and I was like, you know what? This is okay. I've gotten in plenty of workouts this week. I'm probably going to do it tomorrow. It's fine to miss this workout. It's probably going to suit me better. Um, and other times I'm like, you just don't want to do this right now. Like get your ass going. Yes. And so I think it is just being super, super intentional about every decision that you make. Like I said, dieting is really boring. Just like, okay, what are you going to eat? How do you want to feel later? Do you want to be playing catch up later all day with your food? Or do you want to like start the day off in a solid place that you knew you got your protein in and your fat and your fiber, and you're going to feel good and fuel yourself. You know, and I think this all really comes back to not only trusting the process, but trusting yourself and your intuition, you know, when you shouldn't go work out, you know, when you're lying to yourself or telling yourself stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just to bring home the point, it's so individualized. And that is why no coach or practitioner is going to be the magic thing that works for you. It's, it's on you. Mm -hmm. Allie can tell you all the supplements in the world to take. I can give you the macros but unless you do it and you consistently make the right decisions, nothing is going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think it is just, you know, I think our, or my old business coach was a big proponent in like showing up as who you wanted to be, like, even mm-hmm. if you weren't that person quite yet. And I think like, that's been a powerful thing. And then just, like I said, just thinking ahead five minutes, two hours the day, like sleeping, do I want to stay up and watch Dateline? <laughs> Yeah. Miserable the next day, or do I, you know, actually want to go to bed? There's this Seinfeld. (laughs) I don't know if you watch Seinfeld, Allie, but there's this episode, and um, Jerry has a bit about how daytime Jerry hates nighttime Jerry. And I like daytime Kylie hates nighttime Kylie because (laughs) nighttime Kylie loves staying up and watching Law and Order. I know. love to stay up and binge watch Dateline. Like it's my favorite thing. But then the next day I'm like, dang it. I that. Pat has been out of town all week. So Brooks and I have been um, just hanging out. And so I've been going to bed earlier with Brooks and it's like my sleep score has gone through the roof. And don't you, you just feel good. Like it feels so good. Yes. And you're like, can take on the world. You have mental clarity. Like all that stuff is just priceless. It is a feel, but we'll forget. I will forget this and I will stay up till 11 o'clock next week. I know. Then I'll get right back at it. That's how we do it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Allie. Thank you so much. I, I always love like just having these conversations with you. I feel like people can relate to both of us and we see everyone. We know all your stories. 
Yep. And we've been, I've been there for most of them too. Like I guess, oh yeah. I mean, I'm not sitting on my high horse in any way. I 1000% understand where you're coming from. My goal is to try to get you to a new perspective to try to change. Yes. And you know, I was listening to, oh, you know, I love my personal development. And (laughs) so I was listening to one of the old school guys and he was saying that like, leaders don't always have to talk because they, their action leads the way. And so, yes, Allie and I are not perfect in any way, but I think if you could model some of the things that we have learned over the years to do, I think it would really serve you because I can't just tell you what to do. Like I want to show you and I want you to do it, but I can't make you. I know it's hard. It is. Hard. You guys reach out to Allie, AllieDameron.com um, on Instagram she's got one-on-one sessions. Are you, or are you booked? I always assume like you're just booked to the gills. Yeah, no, I can take on some people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Because I like to send all my clients to Allie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but like, you know, when you find a practitioner that you really trust and you know, does good work, that's, that's what our thing's all about. Well, Allie, enjoy the rest of your uh, Labor Day weekends. You too. Thank you. It's you're been welcome. a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon, I hope. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you again for tuning in to today's episode of Here's the Deal. If you enjoyed this show, please share it out to your friends so we can empower as many people as possible to take control of their lives so they feel their best and they look their best. You can always connect with me on Instagram. My handle is Kylie Fit Yoga. And if you want to learn more about the eight-week program that I have, Lift to Get Lean, check out lifttogetleanwithkylie.com and that is the program where me and my team of coaches help people learn how to track their macros, understand the importance of macronutrient tracking. We give you strength training workouts and the biggest piece of the program is the mindset coaching of it. As you know, nothing changes if you don't change your thoughts. So I look forward to connecting with you in any and all ways. Again, we appreciate your support.